Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Team. All right, John, let's do it. Let's break this game down the way that only you and I can do. Four stock up, four stock down. We talk about uh, who put up good effort this week, who needs some improvement, and the let's start with the let's start with the winners in this whole thing. The stock up, folks. John, the honors are yours as always. Who's your first stock up? Since we talked about Pierce, I'll go somewhere else. Derek Stangley had his first interception in the end zone. Of course, he went brain dead trying to run it out nine yards deep and got to the two-yard line. That could have been very, very costly, but Pep Hamilton threw a series of short passes and then Pierce's running was able to just barely get across midfield and they punted. But Stingley also had a knockdown on the last, next to last drive, I think it was, when it was fourth and one. But I thought that was kind of his coming out party. Trevor Lawrence moved the ball, but, boy, he was off target a lot. And I thought a couple of the calls, especially in crucial situations, throwing the ball down the field when it was kind of short yardage, that Doug Peterson did not distinguish himself. Yeah, I don't either. And Stingley was in coverage on the very last play, that fourth down play that they – yeah, you're right, second to last drive. I know he had the pass batted down. He was also in coverage – on the fourth down play where they turned it over on, on downs the last series before the hail Mary series at the end. Yeah. Stingley, um, Stingley had a nice game today. And I love the angle they showed John of the interception on the replay from behind the end zone. You could see Stingley kind of covering his zone and you could see him turn his head and finding somebody to go cover in that, in that spot and just was sort of lurking. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence just didn't see him. Um, but I thought that was that wasn't just a case of hey Trevor Lawrence just threw it at a guy who was standing there. I thought Stingley kind of baited him into that and did a really good job of finding somewhere to go be productive on that play. He's a really smart player. He wasn't too smart when he tried to run out from nine yards. No, he wasn't. That was that was kind of dumb. He used up all his smartness on in in securing the football, not running it back. You're right. <laughs> all right, let's do my first stock up. My first stock up is Nico Collins. Uh, four catches for 65 yards. It seemed like they were all meaningful catches too. Even the little six-yard catch that he had towards the end, where it, he turned a he turned a, a second and eleven into a third and five. Um, but the big one was the twenty-three-yard catch on sort of the you know just kind of the the fifty-fifty ball that Davis Mills threw up to him. That was on the touchdown drive. There were several meaningful plays on that touchdown drive. Um, the 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 Nico Collins the the Nico Collins twenty-three or twenty-four-yard catch, whatever it was, John. Nico Collins. 23 yeah, Nico Collins is showing up more and more here over the last couple of weeks. He had the 58 yard catch last week against the chargers. Um, he's getting open. You know, if you watch the all 22, like Nico Collins is getting open. 
Um, but Davis Mills just isn't finding him maybe as much as he should. I like seeing Mills throw a ball up to him and just let him go get it. This is why you drafted him, because he's got a big frame like that. They did it in the preseason in that Rams game right before halftime where Mills threw a ball up in the end zone and let Nico go get it. And this was a really acrobatic play on which he was getting interfered with. Um, so Nico Collins, four catches, 65 yards, and he's looked more like a number one receiver the last couple of weeks than Brandon Cooks has. I remember tweeting right at the start of the second half, memo to Pep Hamilton and Davis Mills, get the ball to Nico Collins. They are so enamored of throwing those short five-yard passes to Brandon Cooks, and it's a waste. Cooks averaged five yards a catch in this game. And instead of, I don't care if Collins, he's 6'4", he, he, he jumps like a basketball player. And Mills said after the game, he didn't really consider him to be a 50-50 thing. So, Elvin, throw the ball to him more. Sometimes I just don't understand a lot of their play calling and a lot of their passes, but I'm not going to complain much since they finally won. All right, John, what's your next stock up? We've got Derek Stingley Jr. that you just gave. I gave Nico Collins. Who's your next one? Uh, I'm going with uh, Desmond King, the third. Mm. Uh, he knocked down a couple of passes. He played inside. You know, that last interception was interesting because Lawrence, he was chased around and was there. He threw his Hail Mary. I think King must have intercepted about the 20-yard line. And uh, then he had the common sense to go down after he ran a while so he didn't fumble. And um, But I thought Desmond King played the best game he's played since he's been here. Uh, when he got here last year. And at the secondary, I gave an A on my report card. It was the only group I gave an A to. And considering they didn't get much pressure, didn't did, – well, I'm saving my – they only hit the quarterback one time. No wow. sacks, one hit. I hear Lovey talking about the pressure. And every once in a while they get some pressure, but most of the time they didn't get squat. No, no, that's and it's crazy too, John, because that was a real strong part of what they did the first three weeks. They were among the best in the league at pressuring the passer, and now just empty, totally empty here. And the, Lovey's not helping him out with any blitzes or anything like that. But that's a staple of Lovey's defense. He tries to win with four guys up front. Um, you know, it's going to be going to be an interesting after game after the bye week out in Las Vegas with uh you know with some of that firepower that the Raiders have all right so we've got Derek Stingley Jr. I got Nico Collins you just gave Desmond King um I'm gonna go one here since we since I almost feel like it feels like cheating to give Damian Pierce at this point um I almost feel like we should name the stock up after Damian Pierce because he's been so good this year I'm gonna mix in a guy who also had a big play on that touchdown drive it might fly under the radar behind Nico's play, Damian Pierce's tackle-breaking um, run, and then, of course, the penalty on Trayvon Walker, which was one of the most boneheaded plays that we've seen. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Um, but Jordan Akins had a big catch on that drive. He had two catches today for 22 yards. They had a third and 11, or third and 10. I'm sorry. They had a third and 10. Um, they had a third and five. They got backed up to a third and 10 because Titus Howard had a false start which I thought was a little sketchy. It looked like the Jags jumped off sides. But at any rate, on a third and 10, the announcers were talking more about trying to set up a field goal attempt than they were the Texans actually converting the third down. I thought Davis Mills made a nice throw on that play, and I thought Jordan Akins did a really good job on that third and 10 and securing the football and then turning up field and getting the ball out in front of him so he could reach for the, the first down marker. Jordan Akins got called up to the main roster off the practice squad for the third time so far since he's come back, John on the team, 
Um, next time they call him up, he's got to be a permanent member of the football team for the rest of the year as the rules go. So it's a big day for Jordan Akins. Not only did he make a really important play in this game, but he is set up for if and when they call him up in the practice squad again, he's going to be a Houston Texan for the remainder of the season. He has made a big play in each of his three games. Yep. And it makes you wonder, why don't they get the ball to him more? He's always been good running running with the ball because he's fast. And I don't know why they don't utilize the tight ends. They just don't. They had three catches for 28 yards, and I don't think that's their fault. I think that's Hamilton and Mills's fault. But I'll tell you another one since we've used our four. Here's two as a package deal. Mm -hmm. Cam Johnston and Kaimi Fairbairn. Mm. Fairbairn field goals at 50 and 51 yards. Yeah. Cam Johnston, three inside the 20 at his first touchback of the year. 48 gross and a 42 net. Both those guys continue to excel. Yeah, that's a good one too, John. I like that add on there, the special teams, because special teams should be acknowledged. Special teams made a big play early in the game. Um, on one of those Cam Johnston punts, pinning the ball down inside the five-yard line. Special teams continue to be a really big bright spot for this team. All right, John, so it can't all be just uh, puppy dogs and rainbows. we got to have some stock down in here as well. So give it to me. Who's your first stock down? Davis Mills. Mills is 16 of 24 for 140 yards. Now, he didn't turn it over, and that's great. He was only sacked once, but it was one of those, man, you think – Oh, no, here they go again with crucial sacks and penalties at the worst time. And they did, but they were able to overcome them. His rating was 81.9. Mm. It's almost – and all those short dump-off passes, I just don't understand. It looked to me today like Pep Hamilton didn't trust him to make throws. You see Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball down the middle to the tight ends and the wide receivers on crossing routes. They don't see Mills doing that. Nope, nope. He's not even trying those throws for the most part. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Davis Mills, they won the football game today, John, but Davis Mills did nothing to change the needle on the Davis Mills replace meter You know, he's he is, uh, he is still in line to be replaced, I would imagine, this offseason by a young quarterback. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Good for him to get the win. Um, but not a great game for, for Davis Mills today. Um, my first stock down, we've mentioned him before, but Brandon Cooks. Where's Brandon Cooks this year? It kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with Davis Mills, and, um, you know, I probably need to watch closer to see if Cooks is open and he's just being missed. But the bottom line is right now, especially after signing a contract extension, he's being paid to get you a whole lot more than four catches for 20 yards or whatever it is he had today. Um, it's not been a good year for Brandon Cooks. Maybe I'm a little sore because I'm a Brandon Cooks fantasy owner in two of my leagues also. Ooh. He's not done anything for me. Yeah, I'll let Ooh. you guess what my record is in both of those leagues right now, John. Uh, not good. Not good. The Texans have a better record than me. I'll put it that way. Um, so, uh, my Brandon cooks is my stock down Although, with a caveat that I'm not sure of how much of it is Davis mills fault. They, they won the possession battle for the first time this season. And, uh, for Brandon cooks to average five yards of catch, that is preposterous. Maybe can't get open. Maybe the routes are different. I'm wondering a lot of people defending Pep Hamilton. I don't think so. I have not been impressed with his offense at all. And he's my next one. Pep Hamilton's offense is is making people wish Tim Kelly was back True. as the coordinator and the play caller. This offense, Mills threw the ball well down the field last year. Cooks caught it down the field. They spread the ball around. And uh, I just, 
I just don't understand why this offense is so bad. And the guy that's overseas it is Hamilton. And he was fired midway through the 2015 season by the Colts. And this is the first time he's caused plays in the NFL. But Mills is a different quarterback. If they didn't have Pierce to bail their butt out, think mm. of where they'd be. Yeah. They'd be headed, and they still might be, for the C.J. Stroud pick. By the way, he had six touchdowns against Michigan State on Saturday. Yes, he did. <laughs> he had the C.J. Stroud, good football player, no doubt. Uh, yeah, Pep Hamilton's a good one. John, I'm going to do a stock down, but not a Houston Texan. Just stock down in general for a player who played in this game because we can't talk about this game without talking about the Trayvon Walker penalty on third and 20 where he slung Mills to the ground. That might have been Mills' best play being near Trayvon Walker when it got into Trayvon Walker's head <laughs> that he needed to sling Davis Mills to the ground. Um, and for those who, you know, do who just heard about it or didn't see it third and 20, the Texans had, um, they were in real trouble, you know, third and 20 for them may as well be third and 50. And for whatever reason, after jumping offside, no less, because it was about to be third and 15 with a five yard offside penalty on Trayvon Walker. Um, the uh, Trayvon Walker went and slung Davis Mills to the ground after the whistle. There wasn't even a play going on and 15 yard penalty. Texans get a first down a couple plays later. Damian Pierce is running through the entire Jags defense, uh, just uh, running over guys. And then a couple plays after that, the Texans get a touchdown in a six, six game, a 13 to six lead felt massive at that point. That does not become possible if Trayvon Walker doesn't have the ultimate brain fart and sling Davis Mills to the ground. Bro, you are the number one overall pick in the draft. You're not some fringe uh, undrafted free agent or some rookie who's or, or some veteran free agent who's a, who's a roster chum who's going to get cut probably in a couple of weeks. You're the first overall pick. you got to be making plays, not plays like that one. I got to protest. You never said we could pick players from other teams. And if you're going to pick him, instead of being stock down, it should have been stock up because he helped the Texans win the game. Okay. Well, I'm going to say stock down. And here's why, John, because he's the number one overall pick. And the Tex Texan fans kept calling some, not all, but some kept calling the post game show saying, What are they doing winning? We need to get the number one overall pick in the draft. <laughs> and I would point to them and say, Oh, you mean the last two number one overall picks who lost the game to the Texans today? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and Trayvon Walker. So I don't know why. I don't know how that translates into him, him being stocked down. But I, I had to mention Trayvon Walker in here somewhere, John, because that was a huge play. That might have been the biggest play in the game. And it, it wasn't was even an actual play. play. It kept that drive alive. It'd been yep. third and fifteen. Who of who of who among us thought they would have converted that third and fifteen? Are you kidding me? No chance. No chance. Um, I was waiting for that Rex Burkhead screen pass, like everybody else was. Oh. We got hey, the Burkhead got a first down play today. That's two games in a row in which he's gained a first down. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he got a nine yarder and a six yarder. Yeah, and he touched the ball like four times. Fine. Let him do that. My issue is not with Rex Burkhead getting targeted a couple times and touching the ball four or five times. My issue is that that's Rex Burkhead's role. Damian Pierce carried the ball 26 times. I need something in between that makes it so that Damian Pierce is only carrying the ball like 18 or 20 times, not 26. Now, if they're going to try to bridge that gap by just saying, you know what, we're just going to feed Pierce. And we're just going to feed him until he drops. All right. I guess I'd rather watch that, you know, from a watchability standpoint, more so than Rex Burkhead. 
but I'm really regretting right now that they don't have a better solution to go alongside those two guys in the backfield. He also had three catches. That's 29 times he touched the ball, and it's great, but he's taking a beating. And I'm thinking Daria Goombawale has been in the NFL since, I believe, 2017 when he mm-hmm. was here for the first time. And he had a few carries in preseason where he looked good. Why couldn't they put him out here and give him, say, five carries, let Burkhead catch two or three passes, and then Pierce touch the ball as a runner receiver about 20 to 22 times a game? Yeah, absolutely. Give a Goomba Wally a chance. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Feed Dare. Feed Dare. Let uh, ru- let let Dare cook. Let Dare cook. Yeah. We John, any slogan we're gonna do is gonna be around his first name, not his last name. I think we can agree on that. Right when I was able to pronounce it, he got cut. <laughs> Back in the day, I know. I want him to get carries just so I have to hear Clint Sterner try to pronounce his name it's in the post-game show. That's the only it would reason. Be, it would be Dari. It would be Dari, yeah, or Chief. Yeah, there's, Chief. There's no Goomba Wallys that he's new growing up where he had to pronounce their name in Baytown. Not a big name in Baytown, Agumba Wale. No, you're absolutely right about that. All right, so that puts a capper on the Texans portion of the podcast.